Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to the third season of a classy league for classy dudes. This is the post draft episode. I'm here with the main man, Daniel. How's it going, guys? Excited to be on. Was that a good enough intro for you, mate? Loved it. Loved it. Fantastic. All right. Uh, where do you want to start then? I see we have the new joiners team impressions first up. Yeah, you know, we got what four new owners this offseason. Um, and so I think we just start there and kind of evaluate the teams. It might be a little tough after the draft since Sleeper already added their players. Um, but it might not be bad to see what they're starting with. Yeah, yeah. I'll let um, you go first. Sure. So, uh, first player, Tyler, our gopher of beer. Um, Tyler was actually someone I've been friends with since kindergarten. Aww. Uh, yeah. So, um, I want to whoop his ass and I hope his team is complete shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so looking at his team, you know, the first thing you see, and I think the only reason he was willing to join the league. Christian McCaffrey. It's a tiebreaker, isn't it? You're sitting there thinking, yes or no, should I join this league? And you see Christian McCaffrey, I'm like, this is quite clearly something I can get behind. <laughs> yeah, and it helps that he is a Panthers fan uh, for some god-awful reason. Yes. Uh, Inexcusable, almost. I mean, it's just terrible. But looking at the rest of the team, I can see why somebody would be a little hesitant. Um, yeah. I'm not seeing a Sorry, ton of pieces I like. Yeah, it's thin. It's, it's a thin team. There are... <laughs> the initial start in lineup is, is pretty passable. But almost once you get to the bench, there's almost no depth. There's almost dark throw players that you wouldn't necessarily trust on a week-to-week basis of injuries or, or, or buy up. And it does become a kind of potluck with points from any place. Yeah, you know, it's it's really rough. You know, the, the strength of the team seems to be the quarterback position. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson obviously is a great player and going to be a fantasy asset for a while. Um you know, he's got Drew Locke, who I love Drew Locke's weapons. Uh, you know, I probably wouldn't trade him even if somebody offered me uh, Daniel Jones and... <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Miller. And, uh, Anthony Miller is a... And Anthony Miller, yeah. I probably, I probably wouldn't uh, trade uh, Drew Locke for anything that bad. Uh, but I really like his weapons. Uh, you know, he's got Cam Newton, which give or take. I don't know if he even is going to end up on a team. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's pretty decent. And then the tight end depth, I think, is actually a little um, – I think it's good and probably a little underrated, uh, seeing that he's got Noah Fant as the starter for the future and then um, Jared Cook to fill in for some bye weeks and, and, you know, maybe a couple of great matchups. Yeah, I mean, I'd, obviously I like the tight ends. You can't really say – you know, Jared Cook, Jimmy Graham, they're both pretty good backup tight ends to have on your bench. But the Noah Fant love, I kind of still don't get. Like, he didn't show anything last year. Pre-draft, even going back to college, 
the, the coaches were fading him out for Hawk, TJ Hawkinson. And it was coming up pre-draft and the analysts were fading fan for Hawkinson. Um, the, the tape guys were fading fan for Hawkinson. And they've added a lot more weapons alongside a guy who we don't necessarily know can throw it. He didn't throw it that much more than Joe Flacco. And he didn't throw a lot when he was on the Broncos. Yeah, I think, well, one, you're talking to an Iowa boy, so I, I love uh, Noah Fant. That obviously makes me a little biased. Um, but, you know, he was, Noah Fant seemed to be, he's not the explosive player that TJ Hawkinson was. Everybody said that uh, TJ Hawk was going to be, you know, Gronkowski. You know, Never, that was never Noah Fant's projection, but he's a he's you know he's a very solid tight end. He does a lot of things well, um, along with his blocking. I think he's pretty decent, so he can stay on the field. Uh, but yeah, it's not ideal, but it's really you know that's probably a pretty decent piece for the future. And then you know Jared Cook actually came on pretty strong uh, in the second half of the season last year um, for the Saints. So. Not saying that's definitely not a long term option, but it's not bad. It's a decent piece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, only, if only he was competing soon. Yeah, Jared Cook seems to be a bit like Frank Gore, and he's not just going to go away anytime soon. <laughs> but uh, he does have Barre Aluale, so, or Ungbuale, so, I mean, that's an elite running back for Tampa right there. <laughs> This is an argument for a different episode. He is a good backup piece, and we should we should leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, we can uh, we could dive in for Hobsey if you wanna, um, yeah. Hobsey ninety three if you wanna go ahead and kick it off. I think that's a pretty decent team. Yeah, um, I liked I liked Hobsey's team. You know, his quarterback starting with Deshaun Watson, uh, Derek Carr, Tua, Will Greer. He's obviously got his immediate starter, Deshaun Watson, who's almost guaranteed to be a top seven, you know, quarterback this year. He's he's an extremely good fantasy asset. Derek Carr, great backup to a, I reckon, will be a developmental piece this year. Will be great. He's got the, he's got the, he's not a runner per se. I've tried to watch a little bit more of his tape. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a runner, but he's a very tactical and very good scrambler. So you can quite easily get. You know, in a tough matchup, 100 or 200 yards just from trying to escape the pocket. Uh, we'll agree, another development of peace. But again, that's a backup backup. So uh, I really, as, as running backs, and as, well, as running backs were really good. Obviously, Zeke, Josh Jacobs, Melvin Gordon, I think, is going to be pretty good. Lamar Miller, because uh, this is where it about, starts to about. Um, Go downhill. I mean, David Johnson's the next best there. And then you were uh, got... sorry. Be nice. Be nice to David Johnson, man. We uh, went. To, we went to the same high school, so there's uh, <laughs> there's still some love for David Johnson in this league. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. That's how I'll leave that. But it's so thin at running back, and for it being the most volatile position, it's. It's something that Hobbsy should look at, probably building up. But it does make up for it, and what is a frankly ridiculous depth at wide receiver. I mean, you have Devante Adams, um, 
Marquise Brown. And then it just, the list goes on and on and on. Terry McLaurin, D.D. Westbrook, Marquise Goodwin, Josh Dotson, uh, Josh Gordon, who, you know, is supposed to be coming back. Corey Davis. You've got Corey Davis on the bench. It's insane. Uh, and then the tight ends, I thought, were a lot of lower pieces. Mike Gazeki might be really, really good, but Vernon Davis. I don't even know if he's still in the league right now. Don't trust Trey Burton. Josh Oliver's not great, and he's got a lot of competition in Jacksonville, and Albert O obviously has no fan in front. What do you think? Yeah, I would say it's the same. You know, those running backs are very strong. It's uh, it's definitely a running back heavy team, which is you know how it's you know that's how you compete in dynasty is you, you build around the running backs. They're still um, you know they're they're good enough where this team could probably compete for a championship. Uh, Melvin Gordon's going to be good. Josh Jacobs, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I'm not as thrilled with the wide receivers as you are. I really think it's not maybe super as much depth. Um, you have to assume Devontae Adams is probably going to get double-digit touchdowns as long as he plays 16 games. Um, I don't, I'm not as big as Hollywood Brown fan as most people, and that's just because my hatred for smaller wide receivers. Um, it, you, know, you know, I just don't like the, uh, the 5, 10, 180-pound speedsters. Uh, that's not my favorite player to draft. Uh, so I'm not, I don't trust Brown as much, but you know, I have to give credit where credit's due. He made big plays when uh, when he got in there, and he was uh, apparently playing hurt most of the time. So uh, that could be that could be very scary. Uh, and then you know you've got some pieces like uh, Terry McLaurin. You know Terry McLaurin on the bench. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. And then you see D.D. Uh, Westbrook sliding in for a wide receiver four who. Uh, you know, him and, and Anunua actually is on the team too. Those two are, are players who people, I think, forget about. But Westbrook, even though Chenault's there, could play um, play some slot and just be a giant playmaker, kind of like what he was at Oklahoma. Um, and then Quincy Anunua has kind of flown under the radar. He's had some health issues. But, um, you know, the Jets don't have a lot of weapons. Losing Robbie Anderson, they replaced him with Denzel Mims. But uh, Anunua could very easily still slot in there as like a wide receiver too and have an okay season. Um, you know, maybe behind Crowder, so maybe a wide receiver three. But there's still opportunities there uh, to get some fantasy production. But the Quincy Anunua not have an excellent season before he got injured last year. Uh, was it the first five weeks or so, four weeks? And he was getting like Decent double-digit points every game. Uh, he seemed to be a big target there. I don't think the introduction of Mims, who is just replacing Robbie Anderson, I don't think that is too much of an issue for for Quincy. Well, you know, I think I think Mims will Mims will press the Robinson or the the Robinson role and uh, our Anderson Robbie Anderson role. And, uh, you know, I think that with Crowder, Crowder was a target magnet last year. So we'll see what's left over for a noon one. But I still think Crowder kind of plays that slot role and just kind of finds the space. But, um, but yeah, other than that, the tight ends are pretty weak. I mean, I'm hoping for a big year out of Mike Gusecki. Um, he's, his, as an athlete, he's just a monster. But um, the depth besides that leads a lot to, to want, you know, Josh Oliver, looked like a very good sleeper until they signed uh, Tyler Eifert, who I understand can't stay healthy, but the guy, you know, he, 
he could be a red zone threat. And, you know, that's kind of, I think that's what you're hoping for out of your tight ends at this point, unless you have a Travis Kelsey or a Darren Waller, I think is you're hoping for them to just get touchdowns similar to uh, Eric Ebron a few years ago. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And then in their first week matchup, it looks like we're jumping over to E. Foths. Oh, Ben, yeah. Ben. Um, another Brit. <laughs> uh, another Brit. Gosh, how many do we have to have in this league? <laughs> We've got the two of the top three best teams, so don't be too mean to us. Is Sam a Brit too? No, 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 me and Ben. You, Sam's got the best team. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt. Two of the uh, three. Two of the three. Uh, you know, this team I have in my notes, um, strengths, I put everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, you know, we're talking, uh, quarterback Dak Prescott, who just got a huge upgrade with them drafting CD lamb. Uh, then you have, you know, just kind of on the bench, you have Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not the biggest fan, but he's going to have fantasy value. Uh, Jordan love the future of the Packers. And then, Dwayne Haskins, who, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's okay. We'll see if he actually does anything. I don't know if you think he will, but um, I'm selling him at this point. He was supposed to be pro, a little more pro ready. Yeah, I, I thought much of the same thing. Obviously, Dak is a fantastic um, fantasy quarterback. I think he's a pretty good real life quarterback, too. Um, he gets a lot of hate, but it's pretty good. But it does get pretty uncertain after that. I mean, like you said, Teddy Bridgewater, we don't really know how he can play because he didn't throw that much yesterday, even with Drew Brees out. It turned into an extremely run-heavy team when Drew Brees was out last year. Dwayne Haskins did not perform well. Like you said, it was supposed to be more pro-ready. That didn't seem to you know, uh, materialise. And then Jordan Love, who we've got, you know, at least a year before we're going to see anything from him. And coming out of college, he had a lot of a lot of technical issues, a lot of thought processing issues that are, you know, teachable and are fixable. But you know, it's going to be hard to get that train in there. I think, especially with perhaps uh, Aaron Rodgers's disdain for the fact they've brought in a new quarterback yeah he uh he did not seem happy about that you know he gave uh, i think he's gonna give jordan love the same treatment he got from brett Favre, and um i just i don't think he's going to try to coach him up at all um no. and then he'll probably i love seeing the him to the raiders rumors i'm not sure that's the spot for him but we'll see i don't think rogers likes the limelight that much no, I, I don't think so either. Uh, I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. I think I believe there's a lot of dead weight, right? Uh, dead cap with Rogers right now, so he's not getting cut. Can't see him getting traded right now, but who knows, really? Yeah, then, but I mean, this team, you know, uh, been seen jumping into uh, the running backs. Joe Mixon, um, Aaron Jones doesn't look as good as it did, you know, maybe two months ago. Um, I don't know why. The- <laughs> what? Aaron Jones doesn't look as good as it does two months ago. Now with uh, AJ well, Dillon, because of AJ Dillon. No. I'm not saying I like AJ Dillon. 
but they did spend what a second round draft pick on him. Yeah, and Jamal Williams still there too. Yeah, do you know do you know where Aaron Jones was drafted? Like the fifth round. Yeah, and once Aaron Jones started killing it last year, they stopped running Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones did great, but the Packers have never, even though he's been fantastic and very efficient in his time, they just don't seem like they want to commit long term. Um, and and honestly, the Packers are smart, but I don't think they want to pay him. You know, I don't think he's oh. too far from a payday, so I think they let him walk in free agency. Yeah, I mean, you've got another year of him in, in Packer of the Packers, and I agree that they they will let him walk, but I do think that he will kill it somewhere else. Oh, I I agree. He I think he's a good running back. Um, I just don't think he looks as good for for maybe the near future. Um, you know, he's he's got more time in the league though, so maybe maybe it's a little short term thinking. Um, but you know, I do think Dylan could start to steal carries right away. Um, I don't know how much I like Dylan as a running back, but you know, that's a little bit of a fantasy hit there. Um, you've got Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's gonna be uh great you know everybody talks about cream hunt um i'm not worried about that one bit he's uh nick chubb's too talented to let that scrub take his carries i actually read something on twitter earlier um if anybody's curious i can go find the the guy so you can read the whole thread but with during the time that um cream hunt was suspended and he extrapolated nick chubb's points per game over a 16-game season, he would have come out to be the RB8. Um, while um, Kareem Hunt was playing, Nick Hunt's, no, Nick Chubb's <laughs> um, points per game extrapolated over a 16-game period actually come out to be the RB18. So I believe he will take a hit, but I don't think it's as drastic as a lot of people are saying. I mean, and I believe that the Browns will be better this year, so I would be happy to to knock Chubb back up into the top twelve, even with Cream Hunt there for a full season. Can't do it. I love Chubb. I think you know he doesn't catch the ball as well as Hunt. I'll give Hunt that. He you know he's a better third down back. Um, but you know Chubb was wasn't quite Derrick Henry's level, but he does rack up the rushing yards. I think he just needed a couple more touchdowns. Um, but that Browns offense just seemed to. Um, you know, it didn't seem great last year. You know, when Baker gets back to normal, Chubb's going to benefit from that too because uh, the passing game just seemed a little off. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, then he's Austin Eckler. I mean, Austin Eckler's going to be – got paid, first of all, which is a big deal. Um, and then he's going to be all over the field. You know, he, he's a three-down back. Um, he's actually like BMI size. He's like what you'd want for a um, – a three down back. So he's going to be, uh, you know, the premier back there and it's, it's just going to be good for him. He's going to be just as efficient. He probably was the year before, um, you know, when Melvin Gordon was busy holding out being a baby. Uh, <laughs> so he, you know, that's, that's probably one of the best uh, risers in the entire, entire dynasty right now is the fact that he's going in like third rounds of startups. Um, and then you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to sneak that in there. But yeah, go ahead and uh, give us your your wonderful Eckler take. I'm sure you have something. No, as I like Eckler too. Just as a little bit of like affirmation for you, uh, is in the 86th percentile for agility score, 
95th percentile for burst score, 83rd percentile for 40 yard dash. Um, he's extremely, you know, light footed. Who's his, but uh, again, who's his player comparison? Danny Woodhead. Oh, gross. <laughs> I mean, but it, the, the issue I have is you, you say you like his BMI for the role he plays, but he's 5'9 and he's just under 200 pounds. Yeah. That is, uh, like, just throw Marquise Brown in there. Just, just he's a little stockier than Marquise Brown. I get it. Um, you know, he's he's not quite the you no know, the skinny. I think his BMI is a little better. Um, but thirty third percentile. That's not great. But he can, he's shown last year he can be a three down back. You know, he really, uh, you know, he really proved to me because I didn't think he could, but he proved to me that he's going to be on the field just all over the game um, with Justin Jackson getting some breather reps. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I feel like who was it that that the Chargers brought in for running back support this year? Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly, yes, because I drafted him. I didn't know that. That is a great sleeper. Um, Yeah, yeah, I was looking forward to it. I mean, I think Austin Eckler's still going to be a top running back this year. Even if you take away a lot of his rushing, I think Joshua Kelly is, you know, kind of the, the, the. the bruiser to the to Austin Eckler's pass catching ability. So I think they're going to be a nice team. He might have a little bit of drop in production from maybe what you expected, but I still think it's going to be a, a top asset. Yeah, I, no way around that. I think uh, I think we're on the same page that he's um, talented. So when we just jinxed him and he busts super hard, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, the wide receivers. Mike Evans, DK Metcalf. Those are some uh, some big boys. Yeah. That's uh now the bull, uh, Metcalf is Metcalf is so funny because you know he those those pictures came out with him you know just being super jacked and it was like oh man he's gonna go super high up you know he there was like talks of him going like top five and then and then all of a sudden the combine happens and they're like oh well the, you know people find reasons to not like him so he drops until almost the second round or in the you know in the second round or whatever and then he goes to Seattle and does exactly what everybody thought he was going to do pre combine um yeah so he's he's got a very bright future um you know maybe a little week after that i don't like john brown as much anymore with stefan diggs up in buffalo mm-hmm. um you know uh Jarvis Landry, I, I feel like it's going under the radar that he had surgery and may miss a big part of the season. I knew he did surgery. Uh, I've also heard his recovery is going really well. Is it? Uh, obviously. Yeah, obviously, like, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going around in the NFL yeah. right now with with all the teams and, and uh, training facilities being shut down. So, you know, we don't actually really know what's going on. And it's just one of those things we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I've heard a few times that he may... Uh, he may miss part of the season because uh, I think it was hip surgery. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but even then, even if that doesn't work out, you've got Mike Williams, who oh, I don't babe. like either. Um, you you loved him last year, did you not? I did not like Mike Williams last year. Don't give, don't put that on me. I will never. I have never said anything positive about Mike Williams. You can take that to the bank. Um, okay. he was overdrafted. Um, he's just a, he's, he's, 
his ceiling should have been like what DK Metcalf was last year. Um, I know he catches jump balls 40 yards plus, but um, I'm just not, I'm not buying that being a, a true wide receiver one ever. And I don't really care for him that much. Okay. Um, but then right below him is Juju Smith Schuster. And that's a tough one because Big Ben's going to be back. So the targets should be better. Um, but gosh, it, it's just, you know, after he was so good, so his value skyrocketed, and then he had a bad year. So it didn't tank. I mean, it definitely took a hit. Um, but that's, you know, it's kind of a hard one to trust again. Yeah, but he was also battling with some injuries, minor injuries, last year too. And then um, a lot of people, when they discuss the Steelers, forget that the whole offense was riddled with injury. Um, obviously, the whole running back scenario was. Um, but Juju was Juju was you know hurt. Uh, I believe it was a foot injury too, and it kind of impacted his uh, his effect on the field. Yeah, I just. I don't know that I, – I, I don't know. It's, it's it's such a hard spot for me because I do think he's a very talented player, and I, I want to say he'll bounce right back, but I just, I'm just i so hesitant. Um, and, you know, they drafted Chase Claypool to replace him, so nothing for that? I thought you'd have something. I mean, Chase Claypool is not the prospect Juju is. Chase Claypool was – Wildly overdrafted. Um, I am not a fan of Chase Claypool, evidently. But there are there are rumors going around Steelers Twitter uh, that Juju will be attempted to be traded, and if not, just cut rather than you know extended his fifth year option, which seems obscene considering he's one of the top young wide receivers in the league right now. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Juju. You know, it's just way too up in the air to predict anything at this point. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just such a tough thing to predict. I, I think he's going to, you know, he's a good asset to have either way because he has talent. I don't think he's got quite the attitude uh, Antonio Brown has. So even if he gets traded, um, you know, who cares? I don't think he's going to. Uh, quit the team or burn his feet or anything else like that. No, yeah. Uh, there was always kind of an attitude issue with Antonio Brown that we kind of overplayed to him being, you know, uh, I don't know what the word would be. Maybe just a sassy guy. But there doesn't seem to be anything like with that Juju. Juju seems like a decent, you know, human being. And wherever he goes, I think. I think he'll be okay, and he'll still be relevant in Dynasty and a top Dynasty wide receiver. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, and then the only, you know, and then we'll dive into the only downside on this team is really the tight end position. Um, You know, I think O.J. Howard, uh, you know, Gerald Everett, Eric Ebron. You know, Eric Ebron might, you know, he's he's the best tight end in Pittsburgh. Um, But you know, he's always been pretty hit or miss. It seems like he's a, you know, he's one of those touchdown guys. Um, and he's got talent, and that's why he was drafted so high. But um, we'll see if he's ever going to post another top 10 uh, uh, fantasy year. Yeah. I would disagree about the weak point being the tight ends. 
I think there is an extreme amount of potential in this tight end group. Uh, I love OJ Howard and I love David Njoku, and I think if any if any tight end pops off this, um, it's going to be one of those two. Those guys are goddamn freaks. They're absolute freaks in nature. They are absolute. They're freaks. They're just yeah. They're destined to to be good at, at football. How are they not good yet? It is, it is very likely that at least one of them will be good this year. That draft. So I, I've said it before. That draft class for tight ends is a bust. And I, I wish that it was not because I also had I also was rooting for Ebron or uh, um, and Joku and Ebron was also in that class. Um, and the only reason or not Ebron uh, Ingram was in that class. And the only reason oh, yeah. you can say that about Ingram is because he's never played sixteen games. Um, but he's he's also shown that he's a very talented one. So if there's anybody who can break that, it's him. Uh, but that class has been disappointing compared to the projections. Howard is not going to um, recover, even with Tom Brady as his quarterback. I'm sorry. Um, but that- I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to do a little <laughs> shot bet on this, I think. Yeah, we uh, we might, because I'm, I'm not buying any, t- any rost- uh, tight end on that roster being top 10 or top 12. None at all. Uh, I don't see it. You know, right, okay. even if you wanted Joku to break out, Austin <laughs> Hooper just had a uh, a massive season and then just signed a contract, a big contract to go there. Um, yeah. And- All right, here's here's a bet then. OJ Howard is a top twelve tight end, top ten because it's tight end one. How many? Uh, how many shots? OJ Howard, three shots. Done. Be the I don't even care about the format. OJ Howard is not a top 10 tight end in any format. <laughs> oh, so easy. Sorry, buddy. I, uh, I don't like yeah. making you drink this much because, uh, and, and, and just to clarify, those are American shots. I don't have American glasses. I do have a, a little nip glass to, that I could probably get some. You'll of. have to pour twice. Yeah, okay, well, six shots it is then. <laughs> Well, you know, All right. the only thing that is uh, just about as shitty as having to take, you know, three shots in a row, specifically of Malort, is Josh's roster. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's pretty steamy. It's pretty. Uh, it's got a pungent smell to it, uh, even from over here. Um, I, you know, Josh is my roommate, and I uh, felt a little bad telling him telling him he was taking this team. Um, didn't really ask him, uh, but uh, you know he. I think he will have fun rebuilding it. Um, he has pieces that aren't um, completely bad, but uh, overall, I am not a fan of this roster at all. Um, at least what he's starting off with. Um, yeah, it, it was a roster that was made worse by the NFL draft. Yes, but. He has done an excellent job, and we'll get to this later, I think. Well, he has made an excellent job and just um, rebuilding it through our draft. I will get to that later, but I disagree that he has done an excellent job. And uh, that's going to sound a little hot takey, but we'll sit on it. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um you know, I'm just going to go through the bright spots because there's a lot of weak spots in this roster. But uh, the quarterback's okay. You have Matt Ryan. You have Drew Brees. You have, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield. So you're fine for quarterback for a long time. Um, you know, you've got, like, all three stages. You've got your your grandpa. You've got your uh, 
you've got your uh, your uh, you know your middle aged man and Matt Ryan, and then you've got your young rookie and Baker. So you're okay at quarterback. And if you want the weird inbred mutant version, you've got Taysom Hill. Um, oh, it doesn't list him as a quarterback. It just says football. Oh, see, it says quarterback on mine. Oh, mine just says football. <laughs> he's a football player. That's it, man. He does everything. Um, you know, like you said, on Johnson got hurt by the draft with that. Um, them drafting uh, Swift. And I hated that. I, what a terrible pick. Yeah, but is it still your opinion that Carry on and DeAndre is going to have a thousand rushing yards each. Well, that's because it was a bold, it was a very, very bold thing to say. <laughs> and um, I'm all about the bold prediction. So, yes, they're both going to have a thousand yards. Uh, you know, Matt Stafford, um, you know, neck injuries are scary. So, if David Blau ever comes in, I think it's just going to be more likely to get a thousand yards. They just run a dual, uh, they just run Wildcat the entire season and both get a thousand yards watch them make it to the playoffs with that too jesus that wouldn't that be great maybe win a championship <laughs> but detroit would never get that lucky no um you know zach Ertz. zach Ertz is solid you know he's uh he's great great tight end i mean he's a fantastic player he's probably getting a little up there everybody's been waiting for him to retire or, or leave so uh dallas goddard can play but uh once you uh sorry, go, go ahead, ahead and take a couple here no i was just gonna say that you know I, despite all those bad things i think that the wide receivers are are good are very good uh unfortunately ty, ty hilton's getting a bit older tyler lockett's highly efficient if they just let russell wilson throw the goddamn football uh We've got Calvin Ridley, who I think's good. Certainly not better than Julio Jones, and I don't understand where that love's coming from, but I think he's good nonetheless. Uh, AJ Brown, fantastic. And then this is where it gets weird because it kind of just shuts off. You have Jameson Crowder, who you mentioned earlier, uh, who may be a viable fantasy asset. Zay Jones is not because Zay Jones is bad at football. And Marius Thomas, who is retired. Oh, did he officially retire? I didn't know if he was still just a free agent. Uh, I'm considering him retired. He should. Um, he absolutely should. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty bad roster. Like you said, those you know those two young receivers, you know Ridley and AJ Brown, are the building points or the trading points if you feel you have to get rid of them for picks or something. Um, and then Tyler Lockett's a nice third piece. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if I really want to rely on him too much. I know he's had, I know he's had a great season, and I'm not taking anything away from Tyler Lockett. But um, I think that DJ Metcalf is just going to continue to to eat a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. But you know, those are newcomers, and really, you know, a couple of, you know, one, probably one pretty rough team, um, one okay team, and you know, some pretty pretty solid teams. Uh, for Hobsey and Ben. Yeah, I mean, we can't really say much because they've walked into these teams. This is kind of just a rundown, but... So, you know, the, the the draft, something we'll cover later, is basically where their team starts, so... 
Yeah, I think you know we'll yeah we'll we'll cover that and we can talk about uh, you know who really who got better and who got worse after the draft and you know what weaknesses they addressed. Um, but I think one thing we should uh, talk about is maybe some off-season trades. Oh yeah. Okay. Because uh, I think you know the. Not everybody was in the season, you know, the the, the league the whole time, but uh, you know, it just changes things up a little bit and kind of gives everybody a sense of, you know, a little bit of different sense of direction, or maybe see, you know, how teams got built. Yeah, absolutely. Um, shows a lot of the directions other people are heading into, so always good to know. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you read off this first one uh, where you got fleeced? <laughs> oh, I did not get fleeced. All right, the first the first trade we have here is Julio Jones back from Dustin for my Ian Thomas two hundred two three hundred two and five hundred seven. Now, would you like to explain why you think I got fleeced, or would you like me to explain why I definitely did not get fleeced? Um, I do not think you got fleeced, but it doesn't sound as funny if I say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I traded for Julio Jones the year before. And I think I gave up uh, what ended up being the 107 or something like that, like a late first. Mm-hmm. Um, and or maybe, or maybe it was like the 105. It wasn't, um, you know, at the time I was trying to make a championship push. I was kind of borderline playoff team. Um, and I thought, you know, I really I didn't know if I could win a championship, but I thought I might sneak in the playoffs and maybe just get lucky. Um Okay. So 105 ended up being a pretty, you know, a pretty good player. Um, this draft was running back heavy, so that hurts a little bit. Um, but up until the Colts decided to to bend me over and then draft Jonathan Taylor, um, I really <laughs> liked my young running backs. Uh, so I was just trying to get some some picks back from Julio. Um, I really didn't want Julio. I was trying to get a wide receiver one all year, and people just weren't moving them. Um, and so okay. I got. Ian Thomas, who I think is going to be a fantastic tight end. Um, you know, I think the Panthers really like him. And with Greg Olson finally gone, um, he did have some big games last year. Um, and then the 202, which is a nice pick, you know, that ended up being a, or that ends up being a solid wide receiver in this draft, which is um, maybe not as lucky as most years. And then the 302 and 507, you know, who could, who really cares? Yeah. I mean, as long as you thought it was fair and you got, you know, a, bonuses and advantages to your team and stuff it's fair I thought I needed one of those elite receivers because I feel like my team might be a, a playoff a deep playoff contender so I was happy to part with that because I had a, an absolute shitload of picks this year and I'm like well I don't know who to cut so let's just play <laughs> for Julio Jones um, I was pretty stacked at tight end, tight end as it was at the time so I was like yeah Ian Thomas can go uh, 2-2 Denzel Mims, you know, I traded for a better wide receiver who will hopefully make me win this year. Denzel Mims, I don't believe, will be that fantasy relevant this year, but in the years to come, yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert, I mean, I can't really see anybody after that that I liked. I mean, I, I was at the 307 when I traded with, with Logan up to the 305, and that was the only guy I liked other than Darrington Evans in the third round. And he got pinched by Logan the, the the pick before, so pretty negligible. And then the fifth round, but yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I didn't think this was a bad trade for either. You know, I was happy to. I have some wide receivers to make up for this, so I was happy to just get pieces back. So I I really don't think there was a strong winner and loser. 
Um, I think it was just, you know, teams uh, kind of just doing what they wanted. You know, it wasn't it wasn't really a big power shift. You you probably got a little bit um, of a step up right away with Julio, um, but I get a little nervous with wide receivers like that. Yeah, I mean, he's getting a little bit older, but Julio just does not be obey the, the laws of time. The man's going to play football for another five years, and he's still going to kick the rest of the fucking secondary's arses all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I think Julio's still got a couple of years left. Those, those, you know, he's got foot injuries, lower body injuries, um, but he's still got a few years left of being a top twelve wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. You want to take the second one? Yeah, first I'll read it off, but then I want you to tell me who you think won this trade because this is a big one. Um, so okay. Ben trades Juju Smith-Schuster, Austin Eckler, Rashad Penny. Nick Chubb and the 20, uh, 2022nd, which ended up being, um, uh, let's see, Ben traded this. So it'd be the two. Justin, Jalen Rager? Yeah, it ended up being 207, right? Or. Uh, 204, I believe. No, that's not. Um, but it was the 2022nd. If it was, if it was Ben's 2022nd, it was, uh, it was two oh three or something like that, you know. Um, so it is a wide receiver. That's all that matters because that's all that went in the second round, pretty much. Um, and then in return, Ben got uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I believe mm-hmm. that's is that Derrick Henry or Hunter Henry? I think it's Derrick Henry because I have Hunter Henry. Derrick. And then yeah. uh, Saquon Barkley, who is you know probably yeah. a top three dynasty asset still and will always be forever. <laughs> yeah, he's immoral. Um, all right, so do you want me to just tell you what Who I think? Who won? Yeah. Who won that trade to you? I mean, for me, quite clearly, it's it's, it's Ben um, getting Saquon Barkley, who is, and I believe it's not arguable at all, the best running back prospect in decades, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say... Uh... I mean, you could arguably trade all of what Sam did, just uh, all of what Ben did, just for Barkley. But the fact you're getting Henry, who's an absolute beast, and he probably won't get long in the league because he's just, to be fair, doesn't he have like a 99th percentile BMI? Juan Barkley's um, a monster. I mean, it doesn't matter what the stats are. We know that yeah. he is just a freaking, uh, just a freak of nature. Yeah, and Henry's obviously a freak of nature too. OBJ, I believe, is good, but I don't know what's going on right now. He just seems to be plagued by. I I don't even want to blame it on the quarterback play because because he did well with Eli Manning, but hopefully when Baker picks up his game a little bit, he'll be back up to his usual tricks. But I believe Ben won this. I also think Ben won this, although I've gone back and forth, and I really don't hate either side. Um. No, no. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, you're trading, you know, two big running backs and what could be a big wide receiver for a lot of depth depth pieces. And I, I do actually think that 2022nd ended up being Jalen Rager. So you got two big wide receivers, two good running backs, and then Penny, who may or may not develop. Yeah, I'll own. be honest. I don't know, you know, 
not looking at Sam's roster initially, I know that he's a championship contender. Um, I probably would have held on to Henry Barkley and OBJ. Um, but you know, he, he yeah. got so much depth and I'm not, I don't, you know, he's not even going to use Penny or, uh, um, you know what? You're reading this wrong. Uh, I think Sam got Barkley and OBJ. Sam got Barkley yes. and OBJ. We read that backwards. Christ. Uh, what is this roster doing to us? What are you doing, Sam? This is this is illegal in like eight states. What you're currently doing to this? I league. hope you can pause and edit that. That's embarrassing. I no, I mean, well. I'm not going to edit it. What I'll do is I put a notice right here and say that this is my fault because I wrote that part of the I show. I think notes. I wrote that, but oh no, you did bad that one. Oh well, um, we'll be yeah, okay. But yeah, actually, I think now that I think about it, because we just read about Eckler Penny earlier, um, and that Ben got those players, um, and so sorry. Right. So Sam, it was Sam won, and it was a great move by Sam. He's in championship form. Uh, he's adding, you know, three huge pieces. I do. I agree with you. Um, OBJ should be um, uh, should be a great piece for him uh, coming back. We'll see if he gets traded or not. Um, but you know, adding in Henry, who's a win now piece, and then Barkley, who's a great dynasty asset, is huge. Um, ben, you know, you got some good depth going back. You know, you had a solid team, but I think this trade was a huge part of it. Um, and you probably just filled out your entire roster with those pieces. So, um, really a good move by both. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, exactly like you said, it was smart on both parts. Um, and with this trade, like, if the bookies were to put odds on Sam, they wouldn't register. They would say there is no odds. Yeah, it wouldn't even be one-to-one or anything like that. It'd probably be, like, minus 400. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it would it'd be like when you're watching, you know, a football or UFC match. And then it gets so obvious close to the end that they stop the bet and this is what it's going to be. Like. Yeah, the only the only bad part of this trade is the fact that we messed it up and uh, read it backwards. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take that. That's, that's but, uh, that was really a good there. trade for both. It's you know it's it's you can't really say too much negative. Um, the next trade, man, these guys love trading, and I don't know why. Uh, you trade <laughs> me two late seconds, which end up being uh, like one ten and one oh seven. And I traded you the greatest tight end in the game, George Kittle. So for you, that would be Keyshawn Vaughn and... Well, that gets a little tricky because because I traded away that pick, which ended up looking like it was Cam Akers. Um, And then I, you know, I ended up trading them and flipping them and moving up to get... uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> so basically, you got scammed because all you got was Keyshawn Vaughn, which was a reach at the 110, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who does not deserve to be the so, 101. And I got George. And I got so George yeah, Kittle. I don't need. So. No, I, they were late firsts, and while I love the wide receivers in this draft. I don't need wide receivers. Um, you know, there was way too much depth in the second to have to worry about that. Um, did I plan on trading up for Clyde Edwards Hilaire? No. Did I do it to make a point to John that I love Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Absolutely. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I all that effort just to be yeah, proven I, wrong. I messaged Logan. <laughs> I said I want Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and, and then he shot back some ridiculous trade, which was like three of my first and a second for his first and late second. And I said, "There's no way." Um, <laughs> so I gave him two late first and a second for his second first. Um, I don't love the trade. I wish I would have got him a little cheaper. But my tight ends are so deep on this in this league. Um, that even if you want to say, wow, you did a really bad, you know, that was a really bad trade. Um, I don't care because even after trading George Kittle, I'm going to be starting Mark Andrews. And then if Mark Andrews just happens to get hurt, um, I'll be fucked because his backup is Hunter Henry, I believe, who will also be hurt at that point. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, you know, it's, I don't care because I have Hunter Henry. I have Ian Thomas. I have, uh, you know, like I said, I have uh, Mark Andrews. Uh, I think that might be it. Uh, let's see if I have any other stud wide receiver. Oh, I have Rob Gronkowski. Um, so oh, and yeah, I have okay, to. I mean, right. I still have to make cuts, but and then I have Jacob Hollister too. Even so, we'll see if he does anything up in Seattle. So I traded off my one of my strongest pieces, but I ended up, you know, moving some pieces to acquire what it was probably my weakest position post draft. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, I mean, so I like it. I'm sure you like it. You got to name the game in the draft. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I believe you can actually trace the origins of this trade all the way back to that Ian Thomas acquisition for a year. <laughs> and you're like, well, I've got, got too many tight ends now. Let's just dump George Kittle because I have Ian Thomas. <laughs> I have been trying to trade off George Kittle for a while now because I, I was sitting there with George Kittle um, – Mark Andrews and and I had Hunter Henry even and I'm like I only need two of these and when Mark Andrews had that huge year I'm like yeah I'm not playing him at flex really I probably I should have been a little bit more often but I wanted to move him and I just couldn't get value I couldn't get value um, the best offer I got for him was um, me getting Derrick Henry but I was giving up Kittle and a second I think and I rejected that and did not counter um, yeah. I just I, I thought that I'm not a big Derrick Henry person. He's got too many carries for me to really want to buy him. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was glad to move him. And a couple of you know a couple of late firsts in this draft seemed like good enough value. You know we're not tight end premium yet. Yeah, I believe um, that take a few years. I think we're in for two years in the road. Something like that. So it doesn't hurt too bad in a one tight end league with that backup. If it was two tight end, um, that's probably a little lower value, but that's okay. All right. Uh, the next trade was between Sam and Logan. Uh, Sam traded uh, Matt Breda, Darrell Henderson. Have I got this mixed up the wrong way around? Can you double no, check this? I think you okay, got that's right. That's right. right. That's good. Uh, Sam traded Matt, Bre- Matt Breda, Darrell Henderson, and the 2025th round pick. And Logan traded Emmanuel Sanders and Ronald Jones. Uh, the 2025th ended up being ooh, what I can assume to be John Hightower. Yeah, whoever that is. Yeah, I mean, it's or a fair. James, or or James Prosh because he had my. Oh wait, it must be James Prosh because that's Sam's uh, slot there. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a. It's kind of a weird one. I'm not 
totally sure how to value it because there's so many speculative pieces there. In my head, um, so Emmanuel Sanders is on the Saints now, uh, which is probably, you know, which is great. I think that's an increase in his value over Garoppolo um, for some people. I'm not sure he actually produces that way. Um, well, look at Tracon Smith. He was a deep set there, and he bad. hadn't done anything for three years. He's bad. Um, so I think Logan wins this trade. And the reason why is I think I really believe, and the reason I drafted Vaughn is because Vaughn is better than Rojo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think Logan gives up a running back two um, and a wide receiver two. Um, in return, he gets Burita, which is a short-term gain, but I think he is the better running back over Howard. I think Howard's uh, a goal line back and a short-yarded guy. Um, he gets Henderson, which I'm not banking on Henderson doing anything for the Rams. Um, but you have to, you know, they, they, they drafted him with a decent pick, and he's got an okay profile, talent profile. Um, he's not yeah. going to beat out Cam Akers, but maybe he can do something. He, you know, there's a chance he could beat out Malcolm Brown this year. Um, but I'm taking it just for Burita. I think Burita and Henderson have enough upside. I think it was a pretty even trade. Um, I just don't like Sanders that much either. Uh, yeah, I mean, Sanders has got to be retiring soon. Um, and... Uh, Sanders, I reckon he's been retiring soon. I'm totally on, on the same page with you about Rojo and uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. I don't see Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones is at every opportunity. And we did see improvement last year, but he's at every opportunity to be out Peyton Barber, who shouldn't be competition at all. Every opportunity to definitively take the job from Peyton Barber, and he hasn't succeeded. Now you get a real physical prospect in there who has... The, the the talent profile to succeed in the NFL, I just don't see Ronald Jones happening anymore. Maybe on another team because he showed a lot of improvement in the pass catching, um, but I don't see it happening with Keyshawn Vaughn there. Yeah, no, no disagreements here. You know, like I said, Sanders might be a really good value, but I think it's a it's a short term rental, um, and he's going to lose some value when Breeze retires. You know, um, within the next two years. The last trade we have, and this one's pretty recent, uh, I traded Kenny Galladay uh, to Sam for uh, Todd Gurley and a 2021 second. Um, so Sam and I have sent each other offers back and forth for probably about a season now, and we always say the same thing. I'm looking to acquire, you know, top-end piece. I'm, I'm wanting to trade depth for superstars, you know, basically. And Sam can probably have a little more justification for that because his team is just insane. Um, and, you know, I'm probably a little a littler fish compared to him. But I keep saying the same thing. You know, I, I'm really not trying to sell for, for bench depth. Um, so this one, I'm willing to sell Kenny Galladay for a running back just because running back is a need. Um, I don't think I'm particularly weak after the draft when this trade was made, um, picking up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, but I'm willing to trade Kenny Galladay because, you know, to be honest, he's 27. Even though I like him and he had a big year, um, I've always found that I thought Kenny Galladay, in terms of other players, undervalue him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean you trade him a little bit short. But 
Um, but I just didn't feel like it was anything that would have a major impact on my team to lose. I still have DJ Moore. Um, I have Devonte Parker who had a huge resurgence. Um, I end up getting Denzel Mims, and then uh, I also have Brandon Cooks who be on shoot me trade offers for him. I'll, I'll move him cheap. Uh, and then uh, Allen Robinson, who I love. Allen Robinson, the thought of Nick Foles throwing him the football. So it's not. Um, super deep, but it has enough pieces where um, I can move Galladay, I can add in another running back, and then uh, 2021 is looking to be pretty heavy with wide receivers. So, um, you know, there should be some really good pieces there. And it'll be late, but, um, you know, Todd Gurley, I think everybody's still scared about the knee injury, but he looked good last year. Yeah. um, The entire thing does depend on – how well Todd Gurley plays, how well he's recovered from from the well, not recovered, but how well he's managing the arthritis. Uh, and it comes down to if he's remotely similar to last year, the Kenny Goldie trade clearly wins. If he's maybe even halfway between last year and the year before, then you kind of have to consider the girly side to be winning. Yeah, uh, we'll see. You know, that really could go either way. If Gurley's does start to have knee injuries, then it's gonna it's gonna go. But yeah, it wasn't uh, a bad move at all. And hopefully, uh, Kenny Galladay continues to play. But um, I'll trade the wide receivers who are twenty seven, twenty eight, um, similar to Julio. Julio's thirty, thirty one. But um, you know, the AJ picks for a wide receiver is really about thirty, thirty one. Um, so I'll, I'll go for you know maybe some running back production right away. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those trades where no one was fleeced. It was all about, you know, trying to upgrade your team. There's no lateral moves. So it is kind of hard to actually evaluate who won because it wasn't so much about beating anybody else. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought we were. it was nice to be able to come to some trade because, like I said, it had been difficult. But, um, you know, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you want to talk about the rookie draft then? Yeah, let's. Uh, I don't want to bore people too much. You know, we're we're almost an hour at this point, but let's let's knock it out because I think this is a really interesting thing to look at and kind of break it down a little bit. Yeah, I'll let you go first. Um, so the obvious number one pick in every dynasty league in any format is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> Anything to say about that, John? Uh, like he says, don't want to bore anybody, so I won't drag on too much. But it's completely false. It's irrevocably incorrect. And I'll drop all the big words you want to hear. But don't drop that goddamn slander on this episode. Um, no, I do like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I loved him when he was uh, at LSU and people were thinking he was going to be a um, late first, early second round pick. Um, I was like, I'm going to trade for him in every draft. And... Um, you know, sadly, the Chiefs drafted him, so all of a sudden he jumps up and he's, you know, instead of 1.08, he's 1.01 um, or 1.03. You know, it's really your preference or if you need a quarterback. Um, I like him. I think he is like Maurice Jones-Drew. Um, I know he's not the fastest or most conventional running back that teams look at, but I think he fits the Chiefs very well. Um I still think Jonathan Taylor splits carries with Marlon Mack. 
So I think there's a, I think there's a chance that Clyde Edwards value increases quicker than Jonathan Taylor. But um, I would not argue that uh, I, I, I would very well argue that Jonathan Taylor is going to have a better career. So it might be a little short sighted. Um, but I also did it just to get, uh, just to get John's goat a little bit. <laughs> you didn't get my goat. All I got was Jonathan Taylor, and I'm very happy about that. Um, so, who would you say the biggest reach of the draft was then? Um, I have the biggest reach, and it was uh, Joe Burrow's at one point zero six in a uh, uh, non superflex league. Um. I don't know. I mean, it was Tyler that selected him and looking at his team, he very well could use a quarterback. I mean, the only active one he's got that I'd actually trust right now is Russell Wilson. Apart from that, it's Drew Locke. Um, I mean, there's PJ Walker there. (laughs) He's an old XFL or AF goddamn quarterback. I don't know. I I think I think Burrows is maybe fair. I can't. So I if if I will warn everybody right now. I don't care if they end up becoming the greatest quarterback in NFL history. If you draft a quarterback in the first round of a non-superflex rookie draft, um, you're probably going to be my biggest reach. All right. Um, yeah. But that's it. I mean, I get that the need is there. Um, it's really hard to find reaches in this draft. I think because it's uh, you know all around a very uh, deep draft. Um, so that would be it. I mean, other than that, I think maybe I don't like John or maybe DeAndre Swift at three, um, just because of the landing spot, but the talent, you know, it's hard to argue that he shouldn't go there. Yeah. I'm thinking very much the same. Uh, Swift was one of the things I noticed. I thought definitely first rounder, uh, probably wouldn't have taken out 103. I would have tried to trade down maybe 105, 106. But again, I don't actually have any real issue with it because I'm pretty sure DeAndre Swift is going to take that job within the year. So, no real issues. It's just a line I don't like. Yeah, yeah. I just I think with Gopher, I wish you would have just traded back. You know, I see Tua was there at two oh nine. If you're even if you're concerned concerned about Tua, just just trade back, acquire more pieces in the draft. Um, you know, you probably could have with Cam Makers on the board. You probably could have got an additional second rounder. Um, you know, like two seconds or something like that to, for somebody who wanted a running back. Yeah. Uh, the other one I had was maybe Judy. At, where did he go? The 108. Again, maybe just a couple picks too high, trade back to the to the 110, 201. But again, I don't have any real issue with it. Uh, I think it was... Gosh, I would have a hard time. You know, I think he's the wide receiver too on most people's boards. And once all the running backs are gone... Um, you know, it's hard to blame somebody for taking duty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, I, I at the one away, I might have gone Mims or Rager before Judy. I think that's a hot take. I mean, Jefferson. I mean, yeah, it's a pretty hot take. Jerry Judy was my number one wide receiver coming into the draft. I just hate the landing spot so much. Uh, any steals you see, like I said, it's a really deep draft. So I think, you know, um, a lot of people seem like steals because, you know, all the talent in front of them, but initially anything you saw. Yeah. Two, two or nine. Outstanding. That is a great move, especially if you need a quarterback. Um, 
Yeah, I, I loved it. You know, the injury concerns, you know, I think that right there just makes me look at the Burroughs pick a little bit more. Um, like, wow, like, you know, Tua went that late. Um, you know, and I hate drafting quarterback, but, you know, I seen I seen Herbert there at 301 or 302, and I do need a quarterback. Um, but I don't think that was a great steal, but I was like, ah, you know, there's some value at, the, at those picks. But Tua at 209 was an absolute steal because he's just another step up from Herbert. Yeah, I mean, you could. There's the argument there that Burroughs and Tua are on the same talent, same level talent-wise. There's a couple of different variables that are putting Burroughs ahead. But yeah, I mean, for fantasy, you're obviously going to look at the runner or the scrambler. Um, I get a couple. Uh, I think that AJ Dillon at two ten. Um, I've mentioned I don't like his talent profile. Um, but what I do like is that they spent some draft capital on him. So I, it makes me mm-hmm. think that he's going to be the running back for the future, or at least a primary back at some point. And if you get a primary back at, you know, the last pick of the second round, um, you know, that's just, that's just crazy value. Yeah. Um, um, I thought Mims at 203 and Rager at 204. I thought I was expecting them to go late first, so I thought you got pretty good value there. I thought Rager was a, was a, a much better pick. You know, I, I messed up the uh, – the Henry or the the Keyshawn Vaughn pick or whatever it was when I slicked to the wrong one, um, but you know Jalen Rager, it, it was like I had him and I was like oh, I don't really want Jalen Rager. I was like, but if I get stuck with him, who cares? Because you know he's really should be going about this range. Um, yeah, I just I have uh, nightmares of Josh Doxson because he, another <laughs> talented TCU wide receiver, um, and maybe I should have some of those about Corey Coleman when I think of Mims. Uh, but I like Mims a lot. Um, I think another steal, if we're going, I think, so I think a reach actually would have been Michael Pittman. I don't have him that high at, uh, 2.02. Um, that may be a little high for me, but that's not bad. Um, a steal could have been T Higgins at 2.07. Um, but he's yeah. right in that, you know, it's hard to say because he's right in that tier range with Brandon Ayuk and LaVisca Chenault. I don't care what you know, what order you draft those if you have a favorite. Yeah, I mean, I think the, I think I agree with the tier, but I'm quite a big fan of T. Higgins and the landing spot and think he's going to do better than his current ADP. So, I, you know, I, th- I think it was a good seal. Yeah, it's, you know, it's something where, it, you know, like I said, I don't care about the order, but it's a good pick. Um, for You have a late round steal, somebody in the later rounds where you're like, man, I really, you know, I really like their landing spot or, you know, hey, I really wish I would have snagged them. Well, if I'm allowed to pat myself on the back, I'm going to say Jalen Hurts at 402. Uh, I thought I did very well there. But um, really, I really like Darius Moss by Logan at uh, 509. I, uh, uh, I think if any if any tight end, tight end has an opportunity to, to break out in this draft, I think Thaddeus Moss is going to be it. Uh, so I like I like Troutman at 306, but that's no different than like his ADP. Um, I think he's the best yeah. tight end in the draft. Um, but, you know, it's not exciting when you get him at their ADP. Um, you know, the one, the one that's standing out to me a little bit more, and now I wish I would have taken him because I've had plenty of shots, um, LaMichael P. Ryan at 4.07. Um, 
Okay. He, you know, the Jets have Le'Veon Bell. They have Frank Gore. Um, in terms of running backs, Frank Gore's dead because he's 150 years old. No, was dead me never die. Okay, he's still 150 years old. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, Le'Veon Bell, there's been issues between him and the Jets. You know, Adam Gates never wanted him. You know, all this drama. They're paying him way too much. He's a very likely cut candidate here soon. Um, Michael P. Ryan, I don't think has an insane amount of talent. Um, but you know, he's, you know, his brother's Samaj, So maybe people think he's going to bust just like his brother. Um, but he, I actually was curious about this earlier and I looked up Michael P. Ryan and his, you know, his, his talent profile and his best comparable was TJ Yeldon and his workout metrics are simply not impressive. His BMI, not great. Um, again, four years in college. Yeah. I'm not entirely impressed. I, it, it's less about the talent profile. I don't think it's complete trash, but it's more about the landing spot and the opportunity for touches. Um, I Yeah. I mean, it's going to be wide open after this year. Yeah, and they might draft somebody and ruin it. But in the fourth round, 4.07, if he starts at all, um, that should be pretty good value. Yeah, for sure. Um. I think that's it for the draft that I could really uh, that I could really find for for steals or for reaches. Yeah, I guess my last uh, reach, and this is a reach in and of itself, is Albert O five hundred two. I mean, I've already spoke about how much I can't see Albert O overtaking Noah Fant on top of a you know a team with a lot of really really good talent. So I, I just can't see Albert O getting any respectable talent, uh, not talent, touches or targets outside of injury taking out no fans. Yeah. So even at 5.02, I'm like, well, that seems, it doesn't seem like a flyer. It seems almost like a wasted pick unless you're going to hold this for four years, hope no fan busts out and Albert O can take the job. Yeah, I don't, uh, I'm not a big fan of that pick. The only really draftable tight end for me uh, or the two, two Devin Asiasi, or whatever his name is, he's okay. Um, and then Adam Troutman. Other than that, if you want to take a flyer on Thaddeus Moss because who his dad is, go for it. Um, but I don't see it. He's also on the Redskins, I think, so that, that that's not a terrible landing spot for a tight end. Because um, right now, I think the number yeah. one player for them is going to be a uh, red tight end is going to be like Jordan or uh, Logan Thomas or whatever it is. Um, cause, cause uh, yeah, Jordan Reed can't stay healthy. Jordan Reed dead. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Fair. Uh, who had rip. the best draft? Who had the best draft? Um, I would argue. I don't know. I'd say Logan. I think Logan, and he's also my candidate for the biggest sleeper of the season. That's Logan's got what Justin Jefferson, Cam Akers, uh, uh, Michael Pittman, which I don't, not the biggest fan of Michael Pittman, but he can play all over the field. Um, you know, he's going to be, you know, it's going to be a great, a great pick. He should get touches. Um, sniped your Darrington Evans pick. <laughs> yeah. Who is probably going to get touches next year. 
And he's got a great talent profile, if I remember correctly. And then he got James Proche, which you, know, you like, James Proche. Um, you know, it, it looks if you looked at it, I think you could almost say that uh, you could almost say that Josh had the best draft. Um, and I'll tie this back to something we talked about earlier. Josh did not have the best draft. Yeah. Um, Josh actually drafted very poorly. Um, I'm not ter- not okay. very poorly. Um, he didn't draft his first two picks, so you can't count those as Josh drafting. They were auto drafted. Yeah. Uh, so don't give him credit for J.K. Dobbins and uh, C.D. Lamb. Which is a shame because that would make it. The yes, best draft. I, that would very easily <laughs> probably make it the best draft. Um, I think. Um, I think probably Ben had the best draft um, in terms of value. Um, I really like some of the picks. You know, there aren't anything over the top, but, uh, you know, he got Henry Ruggs, who was the first wide receiver uh, in the the NFL draft. Um, He got Jerry Judy, who's another great wide receiver. You know, he's got talent. Whether you think it's a reach or not, it's really – no, it's not by much. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. I was – I believe the Jerry Judy pick was very much within his range of variances, but maybe just yeah. higher. Then you have T. Higgins at two oh seven, uh, AJ Dillon at two ten. Uh, you know, there's just that's just a lot of value for one player to get, and they're not excited. You know, they're not like, oh, you know, they got this great player. Um, we got Jordan Love at four oh five, um, and it's. Yeah, it's not, you know, the most exciting picks, but I think that's one heck of a draft. Um, yeah, a lot of solid yeah, that's a lot of value, later round value picks. You didn't even really, you know, you could have traded back from Judy and probably got even more. Um, I think yeah. I think that would be the draft that stands out to me. I, I want to say Josh. Um, I don't think uh, Barry Miner, Jacob, had a very uh, bad draft either. Uh, but... I think that that's the draft that stands out just from a value standpoint, not even from a star player standpoint. And yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you there. Um, yeah. I mean, I would think there's a lot of people who had an unfortunately poor draft. Armando didn't get anything, unfortunately. Um, another, Another candidate for a good value draft was, was Sam. Jalen Rager at the 204, Van Jefferson at 310, Devin, uh, Devin Duvernay at 401. I mean, Devin Duvernay is a, is a real potential to be a great wide receiver. He played with Lamar Jackson at college, went to Lamar Jackson in the NFL, uh, has pretty good measurables as far as I remember. Uh, if I, I believe he's instantly overtaken Miles Boykin. That, uh, that really sucks because Miles Boykin is one heck of a talent profile. Uh, but, you know, that's that very well could be a good situation. I don't like Van Jefferson as much as the consensus. Uh, but, you know, that is that <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jalen Rager alone at, at two, 204 is a huge value pick. I mean, that's just monstrous. And um, as you mentioned, getting uh, – uh, Duvernay's no Duvernay's pretty good, um, so that's yeah. you know that's probably one of the better drafts too, and and, and a little underrated. Um, sa- sadly, I don't think Hobbsy's really had a ton of picks either. Um, you know, two uh two uh two oh nine was a pretty good one, but other than that, it's uh 
uh, Gandy Golden and and Alawale or whatever his name is. Um, and that's a you know did not a lot of picks there, so that was hard to do a lot with. But uh, you know that two of value picks a pretty good one. Yeah, absolutely. So have you got a, a, a sleeper for next season then? Someone you think is gonna outperform with the with the place last well, year? Well, first of all, it's gonna be me. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be much better. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, I think it's hard. I think that. Uh, gosh, I think it's really hard at this point. I think. I think Fant made some good moves, but I think his roster was too far away from where he started, um, and he didn't get enough running backs um, to really be able to. Uh, really be able to fill the gap. Uh, I think that it could be me. I think I got some the running backs to do it. I'll be um, a board playoff team with a chance to, to maybe uh, make something exciting happen. Uh, but, you know, I'm just, it's just hard to say that there's a lot of shifts. I guess Barry Cock and Miner, Miner could be a good one. <laughs> um, I won't call him Jacob because that's boring. So Barry yeah. um, is a little weak on running back now with uh, – <laughs> With you know, he's got DeAndre Swift. Um, he's got some good wide receivers. His wide receivers are great. Um, Hopkins, Cooper, Diggs, Woods, um, and then he added some pieces. He has Will Fuller. Um, he's okay at tight end with Austin Hooper. So if he can get a running back, if Zach Moss hits, um, if Bryce Love does something, or Frank Gore somehow like turns twenty five again. Um, that's a really good, that's a pretty, you know, a pretty good team. Uh, yeah. Um, and Lamar Jackson sitting at quarterback. So, uh, Jacob, Barry Kockemeyer, trade some of your freaking wide receivers and get some running backs. And, you know, you have a shot to be a playoff team, you know, just trade, trade a couple good wide receivers, get yourself an RB one or RB two, uh, Marlon Max, probably in that range. You can come get him. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's the show. That's it. This is done. <laughs> Come get me. Yeah, uh, he's still an elite talent when he leaves next year on a on a value deal. And you also just called. Yeah, I think talent, uh, so I, I think that's about think it. You know, maybe next time we'll we'll dive into some more power rankings. Uh, you guys should yeah. trade a little bit more so we can uh, um, criticize them and tell you why you're stupid compared to us. Um. <laughs> and then if anybody's interested maybe hit us up and uh, hop on here for a little bit tell us uh tell us why we suck um but yeah i think yeah absolutely you can come on and give you opinion or come on, on and tell us why uh, carlos edwards you know? uh or carlos um edwards hilaire is the greatest running back in nfl history we'll hear anything so I'm not listening to that shit. All right. Yeah, you take All care, right. buddy. Thank you very much, Dustin. It's been good. Uh, All right. we'll Bye. Do this. Yay.